above average podcast, the only AA meeting worth attending. I'm your host, Lake, and with me as always is my co-host, Tanum. Tanum, how's you doing? It's been a long time. Yeah, what's up, man? Uh, not much. I've been, uh, I, I, I couldn't, uh, do the recording, uh, last week because, um, uh, things have opened up a bit and I have a whole backlog of family obligations, uh, now that everyone's been vaccinated. And also I, I just got fucked up from my, uh, from my Moderna vaccine. Well, I mean, uh, happy Canada's day. I mean, to happy you. Canada day. Independence and, uh, day. Happy, uh, 4th of July. Happy in- Independence Day to uh, all of uh, all of our American listeners, and uh, yes, yes, and uh, oh, and uh, happy, um, happily, happy, happy uh, Benjamin Tillman's death day, <laughs> Benjamin Tillman. I'm glad you're dead, but uh, he died on the third. By the way, anyone want to look up who that feel is? Feel free to. It's, uh, it's a, yeah, feel free to. Yeah, so you you had a good. Uh wonderful experience with your second dose mr fully vax 5g no i yeah the this new 5g chip they're injecting into me i I, you know what i i don't i don't think that was worth it but uh what do you mean you got 5g now you don't you can uh uh, 5g is all made up free data no 5g is made up it's it's same thing it's like a 4g was just like it's not a real thing it's just a marketing term it's like no, no no this is this is 4G. The phones are way better, but nah, I I, I don't buy it. I don't, I don't buy it. Like, I, I I could already watch HD movies on my phone. I mean, it was very expensive, but I mean, it, I I know they're not making it cheaper. Like, 5G is not going to make. I I don't really understand how this works, but it's not going to make my um, my data plan any cheaper. So like like, you know. It was it was never the issue that I couldn't watch HD movies because of like you know Bandwidth, speed yeah. of the internet itself. Like I'm just not paying for like you know the 30 gigabytes of data. Right. Yeah, no. Screw that. But um yeah, no. I uh I I don't know uh how true this is, but um this is just me anecdotally, but that that was a that was a rough vaccine. Like that was that felt rougher than normal. <laughs> like the new, uh, the new uh, mRNA shit is like it gives you a, a stronger immune response, but then it makes you sick for a couple days. Because like, it, man, if I could sleep like I uh, like I was on my Moderna vaccine, I I, I would love that. Maybe they fucked you, up you and gave you like a double dose when they weren't supposed to. Oh, who knows? I don't. I don't even know if it matters. Like, do you get fucked up if you take two? I don't, I months? don't even know. I know I someone. Like be about the same. Some nurse somewhere, I read that gave someone like four doses because she gave like the whole vial instead of like a portion of it, and one woman got messed up. But oof. <laughs> oh shit! I I've seen um uh. Dudes in Brazil are taking videos of themselves uh, getting their uh, COVID vaccines. And uh, the dudes just, like, aren't injecting anything into them. They're just, like, poking them with the needle. And then they're, like, selling the COVID vaccines on the black market. Got to make money somehow. I mean, you're you're the, you're the Brazil fan, exactly. right? Exactly. That's the kind of ingenuity that made me buy a Brazilian flag. I love you, Brazil. I love, uh, uh, I, I love uh, Recife. I love um, 
I love the fact that uh, Portugal expelled all the Romani to Brazil, and so they live there now. You love Pele? Uh, whoever that is. <laughs> and, uh, Soccer fans see, will hate I, you. I just told Brazil I love them, and now they're all going to kill me. Yep, pretty much. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, I don't. I. It's weird because, like, when, um, like, when you see like an English white guy, um, with a Brazilian flag, like your first thing that you think of is soccer, right? And as you know, I, I hate. Soccer. You're the biggest soccer fan. I'm, I'm, I'm like the arch nemesis. Man, fuck you! How dare you say that about me? That's like. That's that's almost without exaggeration the worst thing as, as stated say. in previous podcasts. Yes, yes. The it, it's it's literally the worst like the worst insult that that could be. So I, I guess you're following the Euro then? Biggest soccer. Uh not especially. Like see um what I'm conflicted about is like who who has to win to ruin soccer the most? Like uh, uh, that, that's all the I'm underdogs thinking. have to win, so that the bigger known countries like Germany that got eliminated and like Portugal. See, uh, and... Okay, you know what? I like when um, I like when Germany wins, just because Germany has to be good at soccer, not because like they need it as a distraction, because you know economic reasons. Uh, Germany needs soccer so they don't invade people. It's like they're out. I don't know. I'm I'm worried when the Germans don't get their soccer fix. It's like it's like guys who like stopped doing cocaine and started working out instead. It's like you, you know they get that look in their eyes when they're not working out. Like just like oh, I fucking need to invade Poland. So, so soccer prevents them from going crazy. Yes, yeah, soccer is actively preventing World War Three, and that is like the only credit I will ever give it. Oh yeah. So um. I actually mathematically showed why soccer is boring. Here, here's the information. So I've been able to scientifically show why soccer is boring. And the reason is low player density. What I mean by that is like the number of players per square meter of, uh, uh, of like playing. And so like, you know, basketball is kind of like, soccer is a very low scoring game. Like, you, you know, you, you often... It's not unheard of to get like 0-0 or 1-0 or like 2-1. It's a pretty low scoring game. Whereas like basketball is the opposite extreme. It's like it's like 110 to 115. And that's like a pretty normal score. So I can attribute this to player density. Soccer fields are simply too big. So a soccer field is 7,000 square meters. It's 7,000 square meters, which is a huge field. Uh, I, I don't I don't know what the dimensions are. All I know is it's 7,000 square meters. And there's 22 players, meaning there's a player density of 0.003 players per square meter. Basketball is 10 players on 436 square meters, which is 0.02. So, which means scientifically basketball is a hundred sorry 10 times more interesting than soccer how long does this take you to do uh not as long as you might think (laughs) (laughs) uh like i i I decided to do the math on some people have time on their hands yes i I, this is what quarantine does to people tannin i i think what uh what should happen is uh soccer should be more like australian rules football like you you don't necessarily have to make the field smaller because i get it like you know you already have the stadiums built so like it's probably easier to just add more players to 
affect the player density. Like, you know, like, I, I don't know how, how it is, but, like, I think Aussie Rules Football has, like, 18 players on each team. So it's, like, 36 in total. So, like, but, like, because it's such a large field, I think soccer teams should be, like, 36 players each. That'll be so crowded. What do you mean? But the field's so big. It's 7,000 square meters. That's huge. Like, if you, like, lined up all those all those square meters, it would go for seven kilometers. But, like, a basketball court's only, like, 400 square meters. I, mean, I, think, I think that'd be a shit show. No, well, yeah, yeah. It'd be, like, a, okay, maybe not 36, but, like, come on. You gotta, you gotta like, throw them a bone here. Make it, shit, but, like, my for it to be as dense, like, for soccer to be, like, as player dense as basketball... Like, there'd have to be, like, 200 people on the field. Right. For, like, it to be as crowded as basketball. So, like, all I'm asking is, like, triple the number of players on the field. <laughs> you should pitch that to FIFA in the Super League. I, I know. See, my issue has always been I don't have enough money to, to bribe FIFA. But you're you're in the market to buying a Russian sub. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, but, you know, the ruble's terrible these days. That's right. The ruble, the ruble is just just in shambles so just uh sell some of your bitcoin oh god yeah that's uh i i don't like how in, in history books of america like they talk about like all the like financial shenanigans of like uh y y you know the the wall street collapse in 1929 and you know guys printing more there's this whole thing where like cornelius vanderbilt wanted to like buy out a competitor so they just kept on printing new shares so he would keep buying them but like yep. that and that wasn't illegal at the time. So, you know, all the shenanigans that like made our securities laws from like the 1880s to like the 1920s. This is go all the bullshit on Twitter of like, you know, people tweeting at Elon Musk and Elon Musk saying shit on Saturday Night Live and that causing like Bitcoin to tank. That's going to be like a case study in history books of like man wasn't weren't the markets so fucked up back then we had to step in and regulate like like it's gonna be a, this is going to be a cautionary tale yeah like that that's no like it's way more embarrassing too you know when when like all the all the old-timey robber barons like vanderbilt and carnegie and all those guys you, you know they'd like muscle in and have wars with unions where like the union guys would like throw scabs down the mine shaft and shit you know they'd bring in the pinkertons and they'd shoot each other you know there was some dignity to it but like the you know the twitter twitter phase of like deregulated markets is uh it, there's no dignity there's no dignity to it this, this is going to be really embarrassing in the history books having to explain who elon musk was and how he caused an asset bubble by tweeting so you don't have any nfts the nfts are the the shit that's not real but, <laughs> but you buy it anyway right yep limited edition yeah. you gotta have that one of one yeah I mean, I guess, I guess that's technically the same as trading cards, but like, I don't know. Can't you just like take a screenshot of it and then like, I, I, don't, I don't really understand. No, because it's like, it's, it's also like recorded. So like they know you have it or when it's issued. So you can't really, only one person can claim ownership of it. Right. But, but that kind of like just, just means nothing, right? Uh, Depending on who buys it, I guess it's pretty much just goes up in value depending on who finds it more valuable yeah this this seems like a really stupid version of patent law <laughs> but hey if you have those pokemon cards go sell them oh god yeah
No, oh my god, I... My deepest regret is like giving giving all my Pokemon cards to my brother, all my video games. You know, he just has like a binder full of that shit and he, he's just going to make money selling them to nerds. I mean, now's the time. It's the best time to do it. No, I know. Ugh. Until the next wave pops yeah, up. But one thing I found out is like, one thing I found out is that like, you know how um, you had like one toy as a kid and you find out now like, oh, this, this fucking power ranger w w is worth like fifty eight thousand dollars or some shit yeah like it's you you think to yourself like oh shit i should have kept that that would mean like oh i'm i'm rich from selling nerds all my old toys but as it turns out people already do that people speculate on people speculate on toys yeah. Like they anticipate toys being worth more in the future and we'll just like buy them up yeah all the time it's just, same thing with like sports cards why people buy like rookie cards of like players and hope that they blow up no I, and i knew people did that about like with like sports uh with sports stars because that kind of makes sense because like if you buy a bunch of rookie cards like one of those guys could be like the next Derek Jeter or Ty Cobb or some shit. But people do that with Furbies or, or like Furby like toys. Right. Yeah. So it's people buy like really stupid plastic toys in order in order to uh, yeah like resell speculate. value. Yeah, to speculate on. But like it almost never works. If this makes anyone feel better, because like most plastic toys are just stupid bullshit that no one that no one really cares for it's it's completely random like what becomes super popular, popular. yeah yep. like for all the for all the like i don't know you you're you're slightly older than me like for all the star wars collectibles like there's like a million plastic toys no one remembers and wouldn't pay a dime for you got to give me some examples here i i uh yeah, like a, a a lightsaber or like a, a Darth Vader mask. Yeah, yeah, I guess because they keep making. No, I, what I'm thinking of is like people presumably try to make out like knock off Power Rangers and shit. Yeah, at, like around the same time as Power Rangers. I'm just thinking like there's pro there's probably like a bunch of like He Man and Power Rangers shit that no one remembers. Yeah, t until someone brings it out and like sells it at, like some convention, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I get, but like things that, that there wouldn't even be a convention for, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. No one out there ever feel bad about like the toys you didn't sell because you, you just didn't know, and there was no way for you to know. Yeah, it, it just it wasn't uh it wasn't going to happen. Yeah, so yeah, people people just like stockpile this shit in storage lockers as like a form of like really stupid luck based investment. Yeah, I mean that's why they made the show uh, hoarders. Yeah. Oh yeah. Do you think do you think hoarders are just secretly investors? No. They just have a <laughs> they have mental problems. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Okay, yeah. That that's that that is the case. But like see that's the problem with the with the toys cuz like gives hoarders like an out like for their families just to say like oh you you have no idea how valuable this shit is going to be in the future when uh you know people people want these fucking mega rangers or when people want beyblades again right that's why a lot of kids will get beat as kids by their parents because of these little toys and trading cards oh my god right yeah no like like remember when they like and schools would like try and ban like us like paying like playing beyblades and shit because like 
you know, we'd like bet our bet our Beyblades, and you know, we'd lose them, and then our parents would like lose our their shit because it's like, bro, oh, I spent a hundred bucks. Yeah, or or like you you'd spend like your lunch money, and like you, you'd go starving, and your parents would be like, what the fuck? Yeah, give you money to eat not to gamble on your little shitty toys yeah yeah, no exactly which like you know i i'm i'm not a big believer in beating your kids like i my my method is just gonna be like too fucking bad i'm not buying you a new one don't gamble with your toys (laughs) right yeah or at least you know that's that's how i'm hoping that's going to go but then again i have to live with the guy so you know they, they they might do the whole thing where they keep bugging me and i eventually just relent yeah, I definitely had the uh, the opposite effect growing up of getting beat by my parents if shit went down. But hey, I mean, uh, turned out well. I mean, definitely learn your lesson. No, yeah, like I, I'm not saying like you know we we all we all got our asses kicked at some point. But uh, the issue for me has always just been like like especially for for my family, like the kids are always bigger. Like I don't know, there's some kind of hormones in in the meat or something, and the kids always end up bigger and taller. And so eventually the kids will be able to kick your ass and then like your authority is gone. Right. But that's, that's way before you stop. Yeah, I, I guess that's true. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know how that works. Like, do, are, are you supposed to just like stop when the kids like, like just before the kid hits puberty and then like that way they can never like kick your ass back kind of thing? I don't know. I guess it depends on the parent, but I mean, it, you can definitely, you know, there's definitely like an age gap or when like you go from taking away shit from them as opposed to like beating them. Yeah. At a certain point, it just doesn't work. Right. You know, my thoughts on it. It's a uh, speaking of uh, kids who should get their ass kicked. All, all these kids uh, watching Twitch making me feel old, but more importantly, um, <laughs> Twitch is just been take kind of taken over by uh bathtub st- or not bathtub hot tubs. hot tubs oh god i'm old called the bathtub <laughs> that's like the biggest the, boomer the thing t- i've ever twitch said. twitch bathtub uh meta the twitch bathtub streamers where everyone gets their rubby duckies and uh takes oh, a shower god. in front of you yeah like it's just I, maybe it was quarantine but like that's made like, I feel like those prominence of Zoomer culture throughout quarantine has made me feel excessively old. <laughs> I mean, you're you're going to know it as Twitch bathtub meta. Yeah. So you were saying, um, uh, we were having this conversation uh, earlier, but you were saying um, uh, Twitch banned a lot of... Uh, so give us some context of what a hot tub streamer is and what... Right. Happens. So, I mean, Twitch, for people who don't know, it's kind of like a big gaming platform pretty much like youtube but strictly for kind of gaming and all the different types of game categories that you have bezos sounds right right? bezos (laughs) and uh yeah obviously twitch is owned by amazon and recently a couple several female streamers just decided to get inflated hot tubs and put them into their houses and just start streaming with bathing suits on and obviously these little kids who usually watch gamers they're like oh let's check out these girls in bathing suits and they just kind of blew up and everybody started watching the hot tub uh, i mean bathtub meta streams yeah instead of uh guys uh gaming twitch doesn't allow like nudity on right it, right like this is just like this is people like trying to get around nudity restrictions. pretty much find a loophole within the system yeah okay yeah, yeah so so like it's not like so that makes sense twitch is trying to crack down on right it. yeah so they're they're trying to find a way to censor it because obviously they don't want to be have that reputation of having women just take their clothes off and have little kids watch them so they banned the 
two most popular female streamers for about like a week and then oh so not even permanent <laughs> no i mean people thought it was permanent but obviously those streamers bring in a lot of revenue for amazon <laughs> so so they're like we don't like this but, but you can stay we have to continue making right money exactly so you could actually stay. So it's just like uh, <laughs> let's let's put a bandaid on it and make people forget. And so did they ban? Did they ban uh, hot tub streams or what? No, no, no. So instead of having uh, hot tub streams just in their uh, just chatting category, they just made hot tub streams their own category. So you knew what you were getting into if you clicked on that link. Oh, okay, so like this is more about like outraged parents being like, "Oh, my kid's just watching." Uh, just watching people play video games and then walking in and realize like, oh, shit. Right. It, okay. So, it, okay, I get it. So they they don't actually want to like get rid of them. They just want everything to be labeled properly, basically. Pretty much. I mean, the, the streamers did find a loophole and they found a way to dress really provocatively and still make money doing it while still being clothed. So the community was just like, you can't take them off because they weren't doing anything wrong, which technically they weren't based on Twitch regulations. So they just kind of banned them for a bit and then now they're back. Do people just not know that you can just like go to this thing called Google and just type in pornography and just like like see naked people <laughs> like they don't have to like search through this like niche video game streaming services to like get a glimpse of cleavage like i don't know this is just weird like I, I don't right care. i mean i guess i guess because they know of these individuals so they kind of uh, see them as kind of like celebrities okay so when you grow up with these like streamers that everyone watches and then in bathing suits you're like holy shit okay so it's like so it's about the parasocial relationship like you, you, the, the fake relationship they've cultivated like the imaginary friendship they have with this person right yeah it's like uh if you would see like a famous celebrity actor open up like an only fans and you were like whoa okay what just happened? I think uh, I think someone did that, and she raised like a million dollars in one day on OnlyFans. But it's still like I, I I understand the social aspect of it. Like I don't or I don't get it, but like I don't get it personally, but I kind of understand it like as a phenomenon. Yeah. It still seems like this weird form of like self denial. I'm I'm gonna watch I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna watch semi naked people, you know, instead of this like weird abundance of naked. I don't know. It's just it, this is not what I imagined society would be like once we had like unlimited free access to like more porn than right. there are actual seconds of time like I, i'm pretty sure there's more porn on the internet than there actually has been like actual time yeah yeah that uh that actress was uh bella thorne she made a only fans and people went nuts and bought into it and who's she again i think she was in one of the twilight movies oh oh no, no okay i was getting mixed up i thought it was like the main person but that's chris yeah no not the main one Her just like a, one of the other characters right? i think okay yeah, yeah still like it's i get okay yeah yeah, yeah. like you, you just like fulfill your teenage fantasies yeah. or whatever but that's still no it's very still weird kind of weird people people need uh people need to be more philosophical about this but uh, you know, just another yeah. Way. I mean, then all with the the isolation just kept people glued onto their phones and screens. So I mean, like it's more of an incentive. Yeah, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, no. So it's like it's worsening the problem of like you, you know, it was one thing when like OnlyFans. Okay, wait. So 
it was one thing when like Joe Rogan was replacing being your friends and then OnlyFans replacing being your girlfriend and you know Twitch also kind of replacing your gaming friends but like this uh this is too far Twitch replacing your girlfriend that's uh, that, that's some evil shit base I mean have you heard of uh VTubers uh no not really <laughs> that that you can look into that. that that will blow your mind so pretty much it's on Twitch as well but these uh talented individuals they'll make like a digital avatar of themselves and talk to you through that person and it'll look like a 3d rendered like animated character okay oh i don't like where this is going (laughs) they're not showing their face their their voices are changed kind of elevated to like a cartoon or whatever voice they want and oh yeah i really they can look super sexual or super like movie-esque and you know that they pretty much have like a a vr headset on them and you see this like animated make-believe world of this avatar and they just talk to you so oh god it's it's turning into the fucking um and they make a lot of money too it's like the fucking dude from what's what's that the bad movie with all the references um ready player one yeah it's it's turning into ready player one some of it could be because like these individuals don't really want to show their face or obviously voice right but i mean like people are creeps look what happened to boogie (laughs) right you kind of make believe and think that this person's real when it's an actual person and they look completely different a male posing as a female or vice versa Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah no it's yeah, no, it's exactly just fucking, um, oh, what do you call it? Yeah, Ready Player One, which, like, okay, so Ready Player One was a really disappointing movie because, so I should first of all say that Ready Player One, the book, is bad. It, like, it, it's really, really fuck awful. Like, it's a, it's a terrible, terrible book. You ever read it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, it, it's... It reads like it reads like the passages of American Psycho, where like Patrick Bateman is describing all the brands that people are wearing because he's a psychopath, and you know, very therefore very superficial. So he's like, he's wearing an Armani suit and all of her people's glasses. Whereas like Ready Player One is the exact same thing, except with pop culture references. But you're not meant to like think the main character is a psychopath. Yeah. So not that he is, but. Like some people take Ready Player One hatred too far and are like, um, it's it, it's like fascist in the beginning of Gamergate and the alt right. I I don't think it it's just bad. It's just a bad book. But the way it was bad meant that like a talented director and screenwriter I think could have turned it into a good movie because you wouldn't you wouldn't spend any of the time in the movie in this character's idiotic eternal monologue ranting about you know what kind of 1980s pop culture he's seeing because you just see it on the screen like it would just save so much time and like yeah. It wouldn't be so obnoxious and invasive. It would just kind of be a fun thing for you to see in the background. And yet, it was still bad. There were, granted, they're working with not a good script, but like I, you could doctor that because that felt like a novelization of a movie getting turned into a movie kind of thing. Right, but I mean, the, I think the overall kind of story is what they pushed it up forward and made it into a movie because it was not bad. No, okay, fair enough. And I mean, it's it's a little like. I, I get that, like it's um, like it, it's a little fantastical and okay. Obviously, it's fantastic. It's like the fantasy is almost too easy. Uh, okay, you know what? Never mind. That's a bullshit criticism. Like, <laughs> all, never mind. I retract that criticism fully because, like, all most media is escapism. So right, you know, it's not actually bad that like 
you know, everything works out for the guy in the end and he becomes like king of the internet. Right. I mean, that's like how most movies are, right? Yeah. That, that's always been like something that uh, bothered me, like about people criticizing games. Because like, uh, I think a lot of people like criticize games being like, uh, oh, this is just a fetch quest. All, all you have to do is like kill all the enemies at point A and point B. That's kind of all gaming is. But like, it's, you know, it's the bells and whistles that make the story. You could reduce any story to character goes here learns his lesson beats the bad guy but it's like you know it's not that structure that makes it good it's you know it's the it's the frills right it's the path or like the 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 steps you take no exactly yeah it's it's all the extras the the frivolous extras that make it good like that that make people connect to the store right back to twitch and bezos you know and and this being like yet another way bezos is uh ruining everything i think he wants to travel to outer space soon because oh, yeah. he's just he just has nothing to do so yeah and i think people want to like stop him from coming back yeah yeah no, I, I, he's rich enough that he could live in he can afford it i mean he's got nothing to do he, he gave a shit ton of money to his wife who's donating out to charity yeah uh, she hasn't see like people say that about his wife but she still has a fuck ton of money like like that but like most of it like, huge she amount. Still has most of the money yeah when you have time google um this twitch streamer called uh code miko also another streamer called Momo. Those are like VTubers who you can kind of get a sense of what they're doing. Miko? Like K-I-K-O? Code C-O-D-E-M-I-K-O. C-O-E-D-M-I-K-O. Oh, code. Right, code. And she's actually pretty talented. She actually worked at like a big company, like a movie production company, and so she knows how to do like mocap, and so she knows how to make those characters. How how much this ruins my history. Oh, that's weird. I don't like... This is getting into like some uncanny valley territory, and I do not like that at all. (laughs) Yeah, so it's just her really actually talking in her actual voice, but the visuals are of like an avatar animated character. Yeah, this is uh I do not like this. This is bad. <laughs> this is bad for society. Fuck you, Bezos. <laughs> yeah. No, you could no, you could stay in space for this. This is your fault. Wait, is this his fault? No. Still not never mind. I mean I think it's pretty cool, just like another way to kind of interact with a community, but I mean I can see it yeah, like people just like it's it being obsessed with these make-believe characters and they're actually like they don't exist or they're this is more this is more of like the parasocial relationship bullshit i was talking about like now like people aren't just going to develop the parasocial relationship with like the person like the celebrity person themselves but like this fictional person which i guess is kind of nerd culture anyway you make imaginary friends with chewbacca and han solo but no i'm not gonna have that in my browsing history thank you very much just just good old-fashioned pornography (laughs) i'm I'm kidding wait so yeah bezos should stay in space yeah speaking of bezos um have you watched invincible yet uh yeah i've seen it okay and and you've watched uh the boys yeah i'm not the only one drawing the connection that like jeff bezos funded two shows superman is the bad guy i.e lex luther's arch nemesis is the bad yeah i don't know that feels a little insecure about you know in case anyone not getting my applying here jeff bezos is lex luther (laughs) uh you've heard of league of legends right yeah of course 
So I'm not that fucking old. <laughs> I mean, not a lot of people know about these big, huge ass million billion dollar video games. Pretty much, League of Legends made well. This is old, but they made a character called Seraphine, which has its own. It's a character, but they made it so that she's a real person with real Instagram account, and a lot of people think she's real. I I, I hate it. she probably has more followers than both of us combined well yeah and people follow her like she's an actual human being and she'll tweet like you know today's been rough and you know i just need to get through it and like a lot of people will comment back whereas it's just some random person from i think riot and it's just some made-up character they made up it it makes me i don't know it is it better or worse that like like just some intern instead of like an AI? I feel like an AI would would be spooky. I mean, it, it seems like it's going around that path, but I mean, just to have like a company uh, like strategize it that way, it's like let's create a character who's actually a real person that people can believe it, and then play that out. Yeah, that's and make her have like emotions and feelings. I yeah, I I don't I don't like it. I don't like anything about this current version of the future it's uh it's not it's not doing anything for me this is uh i wasn't expecting it to be this dumb right and this has been going on for years so like it's not nothing okay, new so i'm i'm just uh, just further confirming that i'm old <laughs> you're just late to the game yeah, I, yeah i'm pretty i i've been that way on a couple things but like i i've been feeling it more lately like maybe it was just maybe it, it's just forward nature of time and i actually am getting old or it's just like something about quarantine makes me feel it, it's getting worse maybe zoomer media was just like better adapted to like the quarantine world and therefore came to dominate more well i mean they are more antisocial with just being on their phones and I mean, talking to people us us too but like not so much i mean well maybe you i don't know know, me my friend we don't sit together and hang out and everyone's on their phones without saying anything i mean yeah no we're not like i don't think anyone's like that there's a lot of people like that what do you mean no lots of people spend all day on their phones but like i don't think people like most people like actually like hang out and like text most of the like instead of hanging out with their friend like just like like if you were really antisocial, you just wouldn't go out, right? But then you you probably be made made fun of, like, oh, you never want to go out, or you're you're just a loser. But I know for a fact, and I've seen them, like a lot of kids, they'll go to like my buddy owns a restaurant, and he like a, like a bunch of them, like maybe four or five of them would order food, and they would just sit at the table with all their phones in front of their faces, and they wouldn't say a word. How does he know it's these kids just aren't on a really really bad day? Like they <laughs> they don't even know each other. It's just like ugh, well, they're all guys. Why did I agree? Yeah, what if all four of them are on a date on their phones together? I mean, yeah. What if they're all four of them are like yeah? What if they're like double dating or like it's like a polyamory thing where they're all dating each other and it's just a bad day? That's a uh, making excuses. <laughs> he, he he called them out. He's like he's like why? It's like you guys came here to eat, but you guys haven't said a word to each other since like what are you what are you doing and they're like oh we're just going out having you know a good time and he started laughing at them that's pretty boomer <laughs> like i i'm just saying like he, i like i feel like the kids are just gonna be like wow that that guy's a fucking boomer <laughs> yeah i mean he's he's definitely boomer he's older but i mean old enough to own that restaurant oh okay okay so he's not like all right, that that makes a little more sense. But okay, but that makes me think he's exaggerating a little more. 
I mean, he was generally curious, like, who comes to a restaurant and just sits on their phone and not say a word to their friends that they came with? I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe they don't actually like their friends. <laughs> maybe. Yeah. I mean, I, uh, I I get like, you know, like in like June, your whole summer just starts to get booked up. It's like, oh, I want to go on a cottage this weekend. And I want to go on a cottage this weekend. Like the whole thing, the whole thing's yeah. just gone. The summer gets gets booked up fast. It's like I feel like a fancy restaurant. I feel like snakes and lattes back when it was cool. You're still cool, snakes and lattes. You're just you're not as hard to get residents. Do you think that place will still be open? Because they took it hard because like that's a place where they don't really offer anything like food wise to come back to. It's like a board game where you need people to gather and play. Yeah, I wonder I wonder how they're doing. Cause, yeah, Cause I know a lot of bars closed down because they couldn't provide anything that you couldn't get like somewhere else. Yeah, because for bars, it's more about the drinks and like the, know, the social aspect than the actual food, and that's why yeah. uh, everyone has to go to Poppers and eat lots of wings. Oh, and the Crown and Dragon. I also you should you should get them to uh, sponsor us. I I officially endorse the Crown and Dragon Pub on um, on Young Street, just north of Glore. They they have amazing. See, like that's my new that's my new uh, quarantine objective. Now that we're coming out, I have to just make sure nothing I like goes out of business. Right, because like the the risk of that is real. I don't want to live in this world if like all my if all my bullshit is gone. You can just open up your own business. Yeah, but like, who's got the money for that? You do. I mean, I might if. Uh, if my girlfriend gets her fancy new job in the states, yeah, as a Silicon Valley. Oh yeah, so something I wanted to talk about is uh, we've talked a bit about remote working uh, in the past, uh, but one thing I never really, uh, I, I didn't really touch on. I kind of made fun of international, uh, like international uh, remote working. Like I've always thought of remote working in terms of like, you know, you live just like further outside of your city, but still in the country, or like. Yeah you know, African dictators who just run the country from London. But I've come across a situation where my uh, my girlfriend might get a job at a U.S. firm remotely working. Like, they're in California, and she'll still be here, I guess. So, like, you have experience working. Like, you, you work uh, for U.S. companies all the time. Like, how, how does it work? Like, you get paid in U.S. dollars? You do get paid in U.S. dollars. Yeah, so, I mean, it depends on the company, but, I mean, it can be just be, like, you'll get a check, and then you just deposit that, and then here they uh, transfers over the currency, or they'll have it set up so it's reoccurring with your bank. Uh, yeah, and sometimes they take a bit off because of the currency exchange, but, yeah, you, you do get paid more than you would here. Okay, but, like, do you, do they, like, deduct your, like, EI and uh, what is it? Uh, CPP and taxes and shit, or do you have to like treat it like a business and do that shit yourself? But uh, it depends on the company. So if because they they don't you know U.S. companies don't work the same way. Like with them, when, if you work for a full time job, you get like a four hundred one k and uh, different aspects. We don't have four hundred one k here, right? So yeah, it's just like four hundred one k is basically an RRSP, right? Right. So, I mean, it's different logistics. So you got to figure out what that company can transfer over, what doesn't work. And maybe they'll, they have their own way of setting up things with working internationally for send, send you a check and then it'll just be, you got to figure it out from doing it as a, your own business. Okay. Yeah. Like, so what I, like, I'm getting the sense that like, it's going to be worth it for some people to do it. Like people in like high paying jobs. It's definitely more legwork on your end. But 
Yeah, because like you know, if you have to pay your own taxes, that's a huge pain in the ass. You know, it's uh, I don't know. That's like I think, and that would like put off a lot of people. And like, not that, not that I'm saying like you shouldn't take a higher paying job because like you have to do your own taxes. It's just like. You, you know, if you would only make marginally more, like it might not actually be worth it. Like all the extra labor hours you'd put into. Also, one big thing that they don't really tell you, but you have to figure out is benefits don't work the same way, right? You get free healthcare here, whereas you don't in the U.S. So, so are they just like, oh, we don't have to pay for your health insurance? Yeah, awesome. So you don't you get don't. anything. So you got to figure out either you buy your own insurance or, you know, because you're getting paid more that and that covers it on your end. But you got to figure that out. Okay, yeah. So so again, it still might not. See, that's always been like healthcare has always been like a huge barrier for me moving to the US, which, you know, it's it's not actually a big deal like people manage. Like and most people have insurance through their work. It's just that like I I I would need so many guarantees that like I wouldn't just immediately be fucked right. by healthcare costs. Because like buying private insurance in the states isn't like prohibitively expensive. Like it, it, for a for a family of four, it's like over ten thousand dollars a year for like good insurance. At least last I checked, and that. That could be old information. It could be way more than that. Yeah, if you get injured in the States and you don't have any insurance, you're pretty much screwed because, you know, they book you into the hospital anyways and they, they fix you up depending on, you know, to like save your life. And if you don't have money, you're pretty much in debt. No, I know. Like, you know, it's not, I think people have the wrong idea. Uh, it's not like you go to the hospital and say you can't pay and like, they're like, okay, fuck you. Um, no, it's like, yeah. they'll treat you, but like, it'll be a lot of money. A every time uh, I've had to guess how much uh, healthcare in the U.S. costs, it's been like 10 times more than I thought it was. <laughs> yeah, it, it's a lot. I, I have a story for that, which is that like my, I had a coworker go to Las Vegas for a conference because they have lots of conferences in Las Vegas because there's lots of fucking hotels and convention centers. It's what the city's for, basically. Yep. He had like a kidney stone, you, you know, and a kidney stone, it, it's like, painful and it's horrible but it's not uh like it's not really life-threatening i guess at least i don't think it is. you know if you have anyone close to you who died of a kidney stone i apologize yeah i so he came back and he said like uh, guess how much it cost one night in the hospital in an mri uh two thousand bucks uh and it was twenty thousand dollars yeah but like part of the problem is is like there's no transparency of pricing. Like you can't just like say like, hey, how much how much does uh removing one of my balls cost? Like it, it's uh Right, there's no there's no price list. Yeah, and apparently like it's that's basically to screw insurance companies. Because like insurance companies don't really have a formal rate that they'll pay like that the hospitals will know about so but if you like if you like say like oh this is uh this procedure is five hundred dollars but like the insurance company was willing to pay a thousand dollars then you just lost out yeah. but if you say like oh it's two thousand dollars or twenty thousand dollars and they say like no no, no we're only going to pay you a thousand then 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 you have no incentive to lowball it like and, and there's and there's no consequences to highballing it either because like they're just going to say like no 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 and then like give you their highest offer basically yeah i mean that's what um so a lot of dental offices do here oh seriously oh man i'm getting i'm getting screwed by those prices anyway because uh yeah you know like if you don't have any insurance you'll go in for like a checkup and they'll charge you i don't know 
couple hundred bucks or something. And then when they, once they know you're on insurance, they'll jack it up to like $500. Damn it. I really should have, really should have told my dentist I don't have insurance <laughs> paid out of pocket and then. I mean, you're not paying anything anyways if with insurance. It's just that they're making a shit ton more because you're on insurance and the insurance is not going to check and be like, what, $500 for a cleanup? But I, there's like, but don't they, they have like guidelines. Like, like there's like, like, like you can't charge like a thousand bucks for like, like there's like pricing guidelines from like the Ontario College of Dentists or some shit. I mean, presumably. I, I think I remember reading that from my optometrist. Right, I'm sure there's some guidelines, but they still jack up the price if they know you're you're insured. Yeah, probably true. Yeah, because apparently um, it's often cheaper to get uh, medication from, like, Costco. Like, you just go in and say you don't have insurance. And... Have you gone medicine from Costco? I haven't. Yeah, yeah, I uh, get all my allergy medicine from there. That shit's expensive. If you don't go to Costco. Really? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because you can get, like, you know, like, you get, like, uh, like, uh, like, allergy medicine. It comes in, like, the dinky little pack and, like, there's, like. Yeah, from, like, shoppers or something. Yeah, there's, like, 12 pills and it costs, like, $18. But, like, Costco, you can get, like, the big fucking, like, plastic Tylenol containers of them with, like, 50 pills and, like, it costs the same. But is that, like, a Costco brand or is that, like, a legit Yeah, you gotta Tylenol get, like, brand. the Kirkland <laughs> okay yeah i get it yeah, yeah. The, the bulk version yeah yeah exactly but uh yeah yeah it's a it's a it's a whole thing why pay more yeah yeah no it, it's uh that, that's always been a concern of mine I, I, like another thing uh that's concerning is like about like remotely working in the u.s is like i would think they have to like abide by like canadian labels if they're employing you but i just but i don't know so you know in the u.s they don't have mandatory paid vacation Yep. So could they just not it all depends on, paid vacation? Yeah, it all depends on the company, like what their procedures are. Yeah, but like I would think, you know, you've got to give the Canadian like mandatory two weeks paid vacation. Like that as a law would make sense. Yeah. But I, I don't know. It's uh, I don't, it would be fucked up if like they were able to like apply their labor laws elsewhere because like you know if i was uh, like if you could do that then i'd just like relocate my company to mexico where like they have like the lowest minimum wage and like you're supposed to work six days a week and i would just like start hiring people and make them abide by like mexican labor laws so you'd be a dictator yeah exactly but like it's you know i yeah but like that that's what makes me think like they they can't possibly actually do that no, I mean, most U.S. companies are pretty legit with their remote standards. Like, you get two weeks vacation, yeah, some time off, and it just depends on how their organization is structured. I mean, obviously, like, startups have a harder time or less incentives. Like, they'll give you a bit of equity, but, like, yeah. no paid time off or stuff. Yeah, or they'll, like, give you, they'll give you, like, paid time off, quote-unquote, but, like, you'll be expected, like, not to take it ever, basically. Right, or, or like, unlimited hours. Like, you need to be on call or working yeah. at all these times. Yeah, that makes sense. But, yeah, it's, I don't know. It's uh... But then also you have to, you said that that company she's going to work for is in California, so then she's got to be working on west coast time yeah, yeah west coast time too but that would be an issue if you were like wor remotely working in canada too because like yeah no exactly which actually that's not so bad because then you're just working later in the day but right i mean you work later in the day but then you i mean earlier and then uh you have to work later in the day yeah that's true 
that's true. So yeah, yeah, I don't actually know which I prefer. I actually I worked on the West Coast uh, on like Eastern time for a little bit, and that wasn't so bad. Like I I kind of enjoyed. It wasn't so bad because it was the summer, so like I like the sun rose early enough that like I could definitely like wake up at five a.m. their time, or just like like basically what I did was I just pretended I was living yeah. on like Eastern time the whole time. And I'd just like go to bed at eight o'clock kind of thing. It was, I was so lame. Yeah, it, it worked. No, so like it's the mobility of labor internationally is interesting because like it's weird that a person's work is worth so much more in one country than it is in another. So like, for example, um, like you've been to the Middle East, right? Yep. Like, and like the rich parts of the Middle East where like, you know, and like, all the hotel staff is Filipino, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, they're not Filipino. They're they're Indian, but like, in, yeah, oh, okay. that's how it is in uh, or Arab. That's how it is in Dubai. Oh, okay. All right. In like in like Saudi and Jordan, like, or at least Saudi, from what I've heard, like most of the hotel staff, or at least like hotel staff that like caters to English clientele is Filipino, because like I think uh, more Filipinos speak English probably so like all the desk people are from the philippines yeah like the philippines and uh central america in particular and also nepal their economies are very dependent on remittances and like basically like you know filipino nannies or filipino uh healthcare workers or hotel workers will just like go to the united states or dubai or whatever and send money back yep but it's just it's weird that their work is worth so much more here than it is there that it's worth it for them to like pay the the higher cost of living and the you know the flights to like come here and work like basically like outsource themselves yeah my favorite example is uh, uh mexican agriculture so basically like uh, the Mexico was controlled by like the PRI party for like most of the 20th century. And they basically had uh, a highly regulated and government controlled agriculture industry that kind of failed to mechanize in a lot of the same way that uh, the U S did. Yep. And so the agricultural industry in like the nineties kind of collapsed and a lot of farm workers uh, moved from Mexico to the U S uh, to work on farms there. And so, you know, the weird thing, and uh, one of America's largest exports to Mexico, like, you know, besides the usual shit, is, like, agricultural output. So, like, produce, vegetables, fruit, uh, things, like, farmers would have moved to the U.S. to pick. So, like, you know, they people will, like, move to the U.S. Uh, and work there picking fruit to send money back home to buy vegetables imported yeah. from the U.S. So to me, what it tells me, like if your labor's worth so much more in another country, like there's must be something like institutionally wrong with that country. Yeah, labor laws. Yeah, exactly. Like labor laws or like some kind of fucked up corrupt bureaucracy around uh, around like particular. Yeah, or just uh, cartels like, running everything. That too. From what I from what I've been told of Mexico is that like the cartels are just like are are kind of like the newest iteration of a long standing problem, which is that like it, it's kind of tough. It, it's kind of tough to do business there 
just because the institutional corruption and paying for favors really kind of screws uh, the little guy and makes it so that you kind of have to like pay tribute to the government and the f- corruption and want to get anything done. And, you know, the cartels are just like, you know, first it was the Spanish, then it was, you know, the Diaz government, and then it was the PRI government, and now it's the cartels in, in parts of northern yeah. Mexico. So it's like, it's like a continuation of a long-standing trend. You should just be a Chinese communist billionaire then. No, exactly. It's a, see, like, like China is not, is clearly, or at least it would seem not corrupt in the same way, like not in stifling way where like, where Chinese workers find like they're better off going elsewhere because they can't work in their own country. But I mean, send money back. Yeah. Yeah. And send money back. Like, Maybe it was that way years ago, but at least it hasn't gone that far. But yeah, like you said about uh, Chinese Communist Party, the supremest irony of... So the Chinese Communist Party recently had their 100th anniversary. And one of the most bizarre thing I've... So remember the whole controversy about how Jack Ma, the richest man in China, was a Chinese Communist Party member. Yeah. So it, it turns out he's not alone. He's got a whole team. Yeah, no, but like he's like not even the most egregious because he's just like, as far as I understand, he's like just a party member. Like notably, um, Robin Lee, who is uh, the co-founder of Baidu, I think it's pronounced, uh, which is like Chinese Google because Google's banned. Yeah. In uh, in China, so Robin Lee and uh, Pony Ma. Pony Ma is um, the founder and CEO of Tencent, which is like the company that owns like WeChat and I think TikTok. No, not TikTok. And uh, they don't own TikTok. No. Oh wait, who owns TikTok? ByteDance. ByteDance. Oh shit. Sorry. Yeah. No. Sorry. Tencent owns WeChat, and they also own like half of Epic Games. Yep. Yeah. That, that's what it is. I, sorry, I, I, I. You I, mixed up the the two biggest. I mixed up the two things, but they also own. Um, yeah, they they own like half of Epic Games. They own Riot Games. Uh, they own a bit of Activision. Oh, yeah. Activision? Oh yeah, they own Activision Blizzard, and they they have like like a non controlling stake in Ubisoft. Yeah. Uh, and Paradox, as it turns out. They also own a bit of Tesla. Oh yeah. Yep. Okay, I didn't know that one, but. Uh, like those ones aren't like big stakes at least as far as i know like ubisoft and paradox it's not like a huge stake it's like five percent so like they wouldn't like have enough to like throw their weight around but they own like all of riot games and they own like half of epic games um or i think it might be like 40 percent. and like wechat um, runs pretty much china everyone has that yeah like wechat is like chinese whatsapp basically and like uh and WeChat Pay is like Google Pay in uh, in in China. Like, and you you might see it in in like Toronto or North America. Like, Chinese restaurants will like accept WeChat Pay as like as a form of payment. Anyway, uh, I digress. Pony Ma, the founder and CEO of Tencent, as well as Robin Lee, the founder of Baidu. So like WhatsApp and Google, respectively, are not just Communist Party members, but are representatives or were representatives in the Chinese government uh, and they were they were both delegates in the 12th National People's Congress so not only does the Chinese Communist Party have billionaires in it 
it has billionaires in its governing structure. They're balling. Yeah, but like it's it's like this it gets really weird when they like during this whole hundredth anniversary business where they like talk about like Karl Marx and Mao killing all the landlords and you just have like the Chinese equivalent of Bezos there. Yeah. Not just like as a member, but like as an active member of the governing body. It's just like it's the it's so cynical. It's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. Just the fact that like in order to like in order for the Chinese Communist Party to like preserve its power, they basically have to be anti-communist in that like, you know, guys who are like redistribute wealth and and seize the means of production, like they have to keep those guys quiet in in the most supreme irony. And it's and, and it, this is just kind of like, we always knew this, that like uh, the Chinese Communist Party was kind of cynical in this way, but it, I never knew it would be this cynical. Like, I, I thought they might like tolerate billionaires and kind of like keep up an image where they're like, oh, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll use the billionaires, you, you know, for our economic development. But like, we don't really like them and we don't want them in the party. Like, but no, they're like, in the party. yeah I just want the control it's the cynicism of it all you know what it's like it's like step sibling porn like which is just infesting everything <laughs> and we know what they mean when they're doing step sibling you know we know like the people who watch that just want to watch incest porn and you know the step thing is just like the plausible deniability on it and you're all fucking cowards <laughs> You're all fuck and you're y'all y'all are disgusting with your with your hot tub time machines. Your your bathtub streamers streamers and your bathtub twitch streamers. And your VTubers. Don't forget those guys. VTuber. VTuber. Yes. Y'all are disgusting. Just I'm just going I'm going on a tirade against the audience. But yeah. Uh, as I said, back on the subject of, uh, of y'all being disgusting, uh, I just, I just want to remind everyone that, you know, in, in this, uh, age of, uh, free Britney and freeing Britney from her conservatorship, Britney, uh, the, the people who are like supposed to be like watching Britney and like taking care of her, you know, when she was a 16 year old also set it up so that like you, the audience, like lusted after a 16 year old and that was gross <laughs> like i i don't think the studio or like her family is like equipped to tell her how to make decisions but like i hope that like what they did with britney spears like even before the whole leave britney alone thing like even before the media started to harass her like i hope that would be not socially acceptable today but I know that's not true because, like I said, y'all are disgusting <laughs> with your lusting after like the teens from Game of Thrones. I hope they make more kind of like documentaries of like inside these celebrity stars and how they grew up because it happened to Britney. It definitely happened to other people. Oh yeah, hundred percent. Like, but the weird part is, is like Britney's like weird grooming was way more public. Like, y- y- you know, the studio like the studio like dressed her up in like a schoolgirl costume and like paraded her around and like they they knew and we knew she was sixteen and it, it was weird and gross. Yeah, it's manufactured. Well, just hope they do that with like all those boy bands that came up in the nineties. No, that yeah, that's true. Like it, it wasn't like it. it 
presumably won't be as bad in as in the open yeah you're definitely going to hear about how like you know justin timberlake talking about like they fed us cocaine so like we could form that like just horrible shit like that i love when um i think he mentioned it in some documentary but like how when they started with uh backstreet boys that whoever was managing them told backstreet boys that like yeah if you guys don't do this we've got this we just signed this new group called NSYNC who will replace you if you don't step up. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Like, they, they always have, like, they always need, like, the thread of the other. Uh, of, that like, competition to, like, push. Yeah. Like, you're disposable, so you got to do what we say. Britney will just replace you with Christina Aguilera or something like that. Exactly. And I'm, uh, I've heard the Korean boy band circuit is, like, is worse for that like it's oh i hope they do a documentary on like how they manufacture all those boy brands in korea and like how they kind of manufacture them to look like females but also masculine in some See, sense uh, i've uh, uh, a lesbian uh, friend of mine has a theory that uh, that like some korean boy bands uh, are like purposefully androgynous to appeal to like closeted lesbians in like china and korea like which are a little more conservative societies like in the same way like apparently leonardo dicaprio uh in titanic was kind of like a sex symbol for lesbians in the 90s because like he wasn't overly masculine exactly so like they could basically it was kind of like a way to like women without saying you like women. It's like, oh no, mom, I love boys, love that Leo. That that's, right? Yeah, I, I can see that with that is, with boy bands. Like, that's what I've been told. I mean, it's pop culture, so to be able to openly be accepted by everyone makes sense. No, exactly. And and apparently, there's a there's like a Chinese all female boy band there that calls themselves a boy band. I mean, further uh, lends credence to my friend's theory but um yeah it, it's it's possible that's what they're doing I, though it might also just be that like you know you want boy bands to be non-threatening so like you don't like scare square white suburban parents whereas like like if you if you like started like and you know there's there's probably like some there, there'd also be like racism issues with this but like if the if the studio uh tried to market like dmx to teenage girls or to like suburban teenage white girls like white parents would have like thrown a shit fit right whereas like you know because like to them dmx is scary but like you know you get like justin timberlake and make him have like dreamy eyes and shit and like make pretend they're all sensitive then like they think like oh this is fine they could never they could never do anything wrong yeah, but also they know that when they make these boy band, well, specifically, they know that their demo is little girls who, you know, who look up to them. It's not going to be little guys. Yeah, that, that's, but it's, yeah, I think, I think like there's a non-threatening, like they, like they want them to be. They, they market it to the opposite gender so that they can, you know, relate to them. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. But yeah, no, I, I, I think you're right. I do want, I want the tell-all of BTS BTS is that it? The yeah. Yeah, yeah, I want the BTS tell all like ten years from now when they're washed up and then they're like, yeah, okay, now now I can talk about how shitty my manager. I mean, we uh we posted how uh, they just came out the BTS meal at McDonald's that I tried. That was pretty much the their Dude, collab. I, I can't do that because they only got nine nuggets. <laughs> no, there's ten nuggets. Oh, I thought it was nine nuggets because there's like nine members of BTS. I don't even know how many members there are. Was I? Do I just not? This is just more of me being old. 
I, I I'm pretty sure it was 10 because I don't think McDonald's would just specifically lower a nugget. I thought that was like the whole marketing gimmick. Like, I could be wrong, but I, I just I just remember it was nuggets with two uh, specific like sauces. See, man, th- this is this is your problem. You you don't count your nuggets. I don't. I just scarf them down. No, exactly. Like you you gotta like you gotta count the nuggets so you know they're not fleecing. Getting fleeced on nuggets is like the worst thing. Yeah, like it's the worst thing you could do. Getting shortchanged on nuggets is the worst thing possible. I told you, go to the U.S. and get nuggets, and they're like they're cheap. Oh, I know. Canada is a failed state. You can get like so many. <laughs> it's not a state, but yeah. Yeah, but like you know, like like state in the national sense. Yeah. BTS meal number of nuggets. See if they gave me eighteen nuggets. Because there's 18 members? <laughs> no, 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 just because there's nine and it's d- divisible by nine. Does it say how many? Trying, trying to feel. Pretty sure it's 10. The McDonald's meal is not. The McDonald's meal is not telling me how many nuggets there are on a BTS. Oh, okay. Okay, apparently the BTS meal is different depending on where you buy it. Okay, so like US diners, it's 10. I figured it out. And then, and then apparently in Asia, it's nine nuggets. Oh. Yeah. How fancy. nine members. Fancy. Fancy yeah. pants, China. Yeah, 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 Like in Hong Kong and Singapore and shit. But, so like, so then everyone was, was mad because they were shortchanged on nuggets. Which, like, I, I would be. Like, you know, not that I'm a BTS fan, so like, it would... Ru- it would not be worth it for me in the first place. You are secretly a BTS fan behind the scenes. Yeah, maybe. We'll, we'll see. We'll see. They they might they might grow up. Maybe I'll just reject being old. But I'll probably see you in like a BTS shirt. You know. Yeah. Well, I, every time I go to like a Korean market, they're there. So like you know, they'll probably just like infect my brain through like osmosis. Right. Because that's what's like designed to happen. It's not that like the music's necessarily good. It's just like through repetition there in your head. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's why um it's why everyone loves uh I don't know. Trying to think of someone like uncontroversial who's like that. It, it, like no one actually unironically likes Carly Rae Jepsen. Right. I mean, but it is a the whole repetition thing is a psychological thing that's proven in marketing tactics. Yeah, yeah. No, it's uh, as much as you think marketing doesn't work on you. It, it does. does. Well, it's it's very strategic the way we get you. <laughs> but I mean, it's the reason why you see like the same brand commercial back to back because they do that on purpose. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'll admit you marketing guys are pretty good. However, so sometimes you're not. Sometimes your algorithms don't quite get who I am. Right. I mean, it's not. It's not foolproof. There's always exceptions, but I'm not the devout Muslim that that they seem to think I am. But you do love that school where boys belong. No, no, it's <laughs> no, it's not where it's not where boys belong. <laughs> but, I'm, sure, uh, I'm sure there's a lot of people who's like, hey, I know that school. Oh God. That, that was that was not a good motto <laughs> it's an excellent motto what do you mean we remembered it that, all right you know what fair enough but i don't remember the name i remember the motto but i don't remember the name of the school but we also know where it is yeah that's true i guess i could find it if i was so inclined the the two weirdest ads i've gotten in the last few weeks are uh i got an ad for beans like not uh not not like goya bean bean 
Canadians, like from the Ontario Bean Growers Association or whatever. Nice. Maybe that's a cult that you should join. Yeah, they're just advertising beans. Want me to eat more beans? It's like it's like uh, you know the, those commercials that aren't for like a brand of milk. They're just for milk. Nice. You know what I mean? It's just like all all the milk producers got together and just like we're gonna pool our resources on this one. Yep. But uh, the other one was that, like you mentioned earlier, um, with uh, Twitch, Twitch is trying to prevent what happened to only fans from happening to them so like they don't want their website to be taken over by porn so they're like permanently thought of as a porn website yeah so only fans is trying to come back from that they're trying to like dig themselves out of the hole that porn put them in and they're trying to so like i got an ad for only fans it was like oh you could like contribute to these artists uh who like make guitars out of old driftwood and <laughs> I'm like, right. oh okay all right and presume i have to think that them getting dj khaled dj khaled on only fans was part of this drive to like get people to start thinking of terms legit of only fans yeah. like you know not just the porn set yeah either that or khaled's just like trying to like lure in with they don't want to see us win i guess but like i, I don't know I'm not, I'm not fucking paying for inspiration quotes from dj cal he's the best bless up someone will just tell them to me it's some <laughs> you don't love me no more yeah I, i'm good I'm, I'm good i can skip out on dj khaled's only fan like especially like you know i don't want to be there for if and when khaled gets like too desperate like that that's not something i need to see this for the whole all right that about wraps it up for today i think we're just gonna leave everyone with uh, the image of dj khaled's only fans in their head another one yeah thanks uh everyone for tuning in uh you can find us everywhere on all your podcast platforms and check us out everywhere twitter youtube facebook instagram we're all there the above average podcast we're gonna be on twitch <laughs> and twitch and maybe only fans soon depending on how respectable it becomes Khaled, you're you're paying right we the best we the best, we the best. <laughs>